Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you here from Los Angeles. Uh, I hope wherever you're listening to this, you're having an awesome day and you're getting closer to filmmaking goals. The topic of today's conversation is the social window. We're going to talk a little bit about release windows, traditional release windows versus why all of that sounds like crazy talk from a bunch of old fuddy-duddies that are trying to hold on to the old guard that's no longer relevant. So real quick, if you don't know what a release window is, let me give you an example, and this is going to help you. Remember in the old days when you used to have a video store? Now let me take it even a step back further. Remember in the old days when you actually went to the movie theater to watch a movie? And then you'd go home and you'd tell your friends how great that movie was. And then you'd wait months and months and months and in some cases years until that movie showed up at the video store. And then you were so excited when it showed up you went out and rented it because you already saw it but you couldn't wait to see it again. That was an example of a release window. There was the theatrical release window, and then there was the, DV or the retail DVD or the rental DVD window, right? And in the old days, you waited a long time uh, to, um, you know, to fulfill that gratification of going out and actually seeing the movie again. Well, things are changing tremendously. In a world where all those video stores are starting to vanish, the question becomes, you know, how relevant are release windows? And let me put it in another um, context, I, in, and I'm going to tell you a story here. Um, a few years ago, when we created our first feature, we, we went the distance, we made our first feature, um, we got some write-up in, in some pretty good magazines, and, uh, you know, the, a fluke thing happened. Our first feature film went viral. It was a stupid zombie movie. Um, but, you know, in the process, what happened was it went viral. Thousands of raving fans started to flood our website. And at the time, this is where I learned all this stuff. It was through my mistakes. At the time, we were totally ill-equipped to handle the influx. So we had no idea we, what we were doing. First of all, we had no lead capture system set up. Um, Social media back then, you know, it was still developing, but the stuff that was out there, we weren't using it. So we had no social media strategy. And because, and, and I'm sure this is going to hit home for a lot of you, because we were so focused on landing a dream distribution deal so that we could get some sort of theatrical distribution so that somebody would give us the validation of saying, yeah, we're going to put you in the theaters. And then Johnny over here is going to put you in the TV, you know, in the video stores and you're going to be great and live happily ever after. We were so busy focused on those stupid traditional dream distribution deals that we had no idea that having, a, you know, thousands of people coming to our website every week was pure missed opportunity. What did we think? Did we think that those people, we weren't collecting email addresses, we weren't doing anything, they were just coming? Did we really believe that they were going to come back? Did we really believe that that wasn't valuable? And, and it's silly, but I, I tell you this so that you can avoid my mistakes. So we were, like many filmmakers, we were stuck in the old distribution paradigm. We thought we had to wait for permission to sell our movie. We thought self-distribution was, first of all, we thought it was derogatory because anybody that would self-distribute anything, you know, was a loser, and frankly, we thought self-distribution was probably too challenging. 
And in all this debate, you know, with the producing partners and all the different things we went through and all the sales agents that came on and promised us the world but never delivered anything and the distributors that, that said that they'd give us a great deal but, you know, the offer was never a deal because it never paid any money, I tell you what, we lost hundreds of sales. And that's a conservative estimate. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was a lot more than that. And this taught us, you know, for me personally, I learned some very tough lessons in the process, which is why I'm such an evangelist for these new forms of distribution and importantly, building your own audience. So, the, you know, that's the good news. Times have changed. I've gotten smarter. I've been sharing this information with you for a while, and I've been working in film distribution professionally for about, oh, almost four years now. And, and what's awesome is video on demand since I've been involved with it, it, has changed a lot. And it's created, you know, a gazillion ways to sell your movie. And I consider you to be somebody that's entrepreneurial. I mean, if you're listening to me, you know that we're coming from sort of the same working class. We're ready to get our hands dirty. We're entrepreneurial filmmakers. And as an entrepreneurial filmmaker, you got to know the importance of sourcing your own audience, of growing your own list. And you also, I'm sure you know the importance of social media. You must know by now that social media engagement is, is essential. We're shifting away from a world where mass media consumption is the norm to where we listen to what our friends have to say online at social media. And if you've done a good job, and if you're doing a good job, you got thousands of people out there, you know, as you're making your movie, that are eagerly, eagerly awaiting the release, and they want to see it. So let's talk about what happens. We are all now, we're all shifting now, right? We, we get it that self-distribution's okay, you know, you're not a moron for doing it, especially if you have a, thousands of people on your email list. Um, but here's what's starting to happen that's even crazier. You got all these people making movies out there, and they're trying to get them into the same marketplaces as you, right? And you know the big anonymous marketplaces like Amazon and iTunes. Um, and to get into some of those, you know, you got all these technological enhancements that says, you know, hey, these marketplaces are available. But getting your movie into those marketplaces is still incredibly inefficient. So let me give you an example. Um, back when I was working in movie aggregation, this is what happened. Um, in order to get your movie into iTunes... You're going to have to go through an iTunes-approved aggregator or a sub-aggregator that works with an iTunes-approved aggregator, right? Um, and so you have two options for that. You can either work with the aggregator directly or you find the sales agent, distributor, or distribution service who has the relationship with the aggregator. And in that case, they'd be working as a sub-aggregator. Does that make sense? Um, the aggregator is then going to compile and deliver your movie source file and the assets, which includes the artwork, uh, closed captions, metadata, and all the other kinds of stuff to go with um, a pure delivery uh, to the encoding house, which will ultimately get processed and go to iTunes. Um, you deliver all that to the iTunes improved decoding house. And then once there, your movie goes through a very rigorous process whereby each frame of your movie is carefully scrutinized to make sure it passes quality control. 
And I got to tell you, you know, from working on this side of the fence, if there's even one little frame that's out of whack, that creates a technical hiccup. And from there, the encoding house is going to, um, you know, pull your movie out of the process and evaluate it and determine the likelihood of conducting a repair in-house so that you can get it back on schedule. And if the encoders then determine that your movie uh, can be repaired in-house, they're going to place your movie in a queue, and from there, a technician will then work to repair your source file. And assuming the repair is successful, then once again, you're going to re-enter the encoding process. And then, if all goes well, your movie is going to be audited um, at, the, at the encoding house for an eventual delivery to iTunes. And the reason why they do so much you know, work on the encoding side is they can't afford to deliver something to iTunes to have iTunes reject it. Because once it gets over to iTunes, um, Apple is going to conduct their own quality control and review of your movie. And if it gets rejected, then the encoding house looks bad. And if the percentage of rejections reaches the point, you know, so that it, you know, and I don't know what that point is, but you can imagine if, if it continues, um, iTunes is not going to look at the encoding house the same way, and the encoding house is going to lose credibility. And in a worst-case scenario, they're going to lose their iTunes deal, which means they're out of business. So they're very particular about how they encode your movie. Can it be done quickly? Yes, it can. The problem is there's such an influx, there's, there's such a shortage of these iTunes-approved decoding houses, and there's such an influx of content coming in, and it's such a manual, um, time-consuming process because every movie's different. Um, and while there's consistency in terms of what they look for with um, some of the encoding hiccups, every movie's a little bit different, and special hair, care has to be given to each movie. And my whole point of telling you that it's such a long, rigorous process is to say, that's great, guys. You're getting your movie ready for one of these anonymous marketplaces. But what's happening to the people that care the most about your movie? The people that saw your movie in the film festival? The people that are ready to buy now? The people that keep emailing you saying, when is your movie going to be available? What are you doing for those people? Because you've got to remember, they're just like you. They have stresses. They're up late at night. They have kids, family engagements. They've got bills to pay. They've got credit card debt. They've got all sorts of crazy things coming at them. They've got job stress. They've got real life stuff, right? Health issues. All the kinds of things that you deal with on a daily basis, and that creates a distraction. So are you going to tell me that that guy that was once interested in your movie because he saw it at a film festival, you know, months and months and months ago, you think that guy's still thinking about your movie? You know? So here's the deal. You've got to get your movie to market fast. And this is what we consider the social window. The social window, and this is something that has to be in every filmmaker's vernacular. The social window is a time when people are most ready to buy your movie. And, and you know, you got to keep this in mind. The truth is nobody cares about your movie more than you do. Even if you're, even your most enthusiastic fans, as I mentioned, they got all sorts of life distractions. And the longer you wait, to get your movie seen and selling, the more you run the risk of losing touch with your audience. So here's the real question. How are you going to get your movie to market fast? How are you going to get your movie out there? So, you know, as mentioned, I've been working with a company called Chill, and our goal is to help you source an audience um, and really amplify your social reach. You know, that's the goal of the company. The goal of the company is to help you get your movie 
to market at the time when people care about your movie the most. So that you have somewhere to send them when they're most apt to buy. So that they're not waiting and forgetting about you. Because I got to tell you, again, from experience, leaving all these people coming to your website and sending emails to you and all that kind of stuff, it's valuable when it's valuable. But people, people move on. They move on. And you're going to move on. There's going to come a time where you're just tired of your movie. I've seen it happen. It's happened with my own work. I get it. So you got to hit while the iron's hot. You got to get out there and get your movie seen and selling. And there's a lot of filmmakers that come back and they're like, well, um, you know, so-and-so said that we got to hold out because we're waiting for a broadcast deal. Fine. Get your movie into one of those platforms that I'm describing. I, I mentioned chill. It doesn't have to be chill. But get it into a platform so that you, a platform that offers pre-order, something that you can start to collect revenue, right? You can start to make a transaction. And technically, you're not actually selling your movie. They're just buying a pre-order. So next time they're at the theater, at the, at the festival, and they're really interested in your movie, now they have a place to go. Now they can be gratified at the time when they're most likely to buy, when they're the most enthusiastic about your movie. In this sense, you have opened the social window. You've allowed the people who care the most about your movie to take action. Anyway, this has been another awesome podcast. I, I hope you've learned a lot. I'm always open to feedback. Please feel free to email me, jason at filmmakingstuff.com. Get your movie out there. Get your movie to market fast. And guys, welcome to the social window. A new era is upon us, and you are a pioneer. Open the social window. Get your movie to market fast.